Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Two years left on the current contract, and then they're also asking for a temporary injunction to force Jackson to State play to play. again. Um, and so I think they're holding out hope for that, first and foremost, now the question is, you know, they, they've had other teams as replacements yeah, in the past. Grambling's played in it. Right? Grambling so. played once. Mississippi Valley State played once. Sure. So um, they can do that. But I think for the, and then it, you know, frankly, I think it's up to Fred. You know, ultimately, how he wants. You know, this is his baby. You know, like, does he want to? You know, does he want to keep it going? Because I think long term, you probably want to have a permanent anchor against Tennessee State, not like a revolving door of teams, because what made that oh, game no so successful it, is that it became like an annual oh, tradition. It's the tailgate, and as much as it's the game, it's the For, people coming down yeah, from that, all the TSU yeah, like grads. People, it was in their calendar. I'm yes. going to Memphis this like, weekend. You know you have a half of it that works. What did you have, 51,000 in there? Yeah. Like, yeah so oh, yeah, it was a great. You, you, it was the you, best you crowd stick with since I got here five, six years ago. Yeah, it was it, great. It was a great crowd, and um, so – that that's the question. I think long term to keep it going, you got to find like a permanent tenant, if you will. Right. Like, a, and it's a, the proximity of Jackson State that made the thing so perfect. I mean, both schools. They were both the with, same with distance with away, alumni, basically yeah. from Memphis. And you know, Grambling, I think, makes sense. Hugh Jackson's there. It's a traditional, you know, uh, power in HBCU. It's not that far away from Memphis. Um, it makes it makes some sense. It makes some sense, but I don't think it's as you know. No, it, it ain't playing. It, it ain't, it ain't as good Jackson as Jackson State. State but you know, hey, may, and may, maybe Dion will get a job. People are talking about him as you know. Dan Wetzel wrote a whole column about him being a he, Arizona State should hire Dion. Maybe maybe he'll get a job, and you know the narrative. You know, or should Mike get out now and go to Arizona State and let Dion take it because he's never going to be Dion. They're always going to want him. We're going to talk about that on our show. I know you Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. There you have it. 2 o'clock. Mark Giannato. Catch him on 99 FM ESPN. We'll come back and into the details. A letter from Robert Sarber. What did he say? We'll grade the apology when we come back. Jason and John, 99 FM ESPN. Root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. I am all in on minus two. That's going to be a big one for me, ladies and gentlemen. So if you bet with Superbook this football season, they will give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. From a punter running out of the end zone to the plain old quarterback sack worth two points, root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Tennessee app right now. Start rooting for two 
with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms, conditions. Again, problem call 1-800-889-9789. Every day around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. Now, it's the rundown presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Robert Sarver selling. Uh, I think if you've been paying attention to this story and the way that it's kind of developed uh, over the last couple of weeks, first PayPal, now players, you kind of get the sense that in a league like the NBA, that's where this is going. Um, they listen to their player base, and I could have certainly foreseen a situation where Draymond Green, other teams just refused to play in that arena so long as Robert Tarver was the managing partner and the 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 governor as they I called it. You said it was headed toward this. I was a little bit more reluctant a little bit more hesitant to say well, this. Well, cuz I think we're sort of conditioned so, by uh, the NFL, right? We see the NFL well, never do anything well, ever. I just didn't I didn't know in terms of Sarver's insistence or or yeah. you know if 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 he would be willing to let this go unless the owner said no, 23 of 30 of us yep. say you should go. He clearly folded under the pressure. He's so. also the owner of... Uh, the, the Mercury. Yeah, yes. so it's both. He's, he's selling both. Correct. He's begun the process of selling both, and he had a press release that I will read to you. I'm just curious to get your, your, your raw reaction. Words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought people together and strengthen the Phoenix area through the unifying power of professional men's and women's basketball. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that is no longer possible, that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. I do not want to be a distraction of these two teams and the five people who work so hard to bring the joy and excitement of basketball to fans around the world. I want what's best for these two organizations, the players, the employees, the fans, community, my fellow owners, etc. This is the best course, in, course of action for everybody. In the meantime, I will continue to work on becoming a better person and continuing to support the community in meaningful ways. Thank you for continuing to root for the Suns and the Mercury, embracing the power that sports has to bring us together. That is the statement. The uh, statement is by statement is nice. What it probably had his attorney write that up for him. You know how much of it is Robert Sarver? I'd ask. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you play that forgiveness card, and it, and it, it weighs heavily with me. I'll be honest with you, but, but again, you know that too. Mm-hmm. So, so are you really oh, sorry yeah. here? Is, has your attorney just given you what you're supposed to say at this point? Uh, in turn, if you're asking me to sort of judge this, it doesn't. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all at this point. Your your I'm sorry's or how it's written at this point. Your intent doesn't matter. It's you've put yourself in this own situation. And yes, man. Uh, the, if you're true about you want it to be those situations, both these teams, these organizations to be better off, then it is better to have them under better leadership and under an owner who's not going to put them in situations like this where they could even remotely be uncomfortable around you or whatever it is. That's women, that's black folks, and every, everybody else you've offended within that organization. Well, yeah. Period. I mean, and I think... I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for Robert Sarver at all or say, oh, good apology. Right. No, you don't get right. that today. Well, I mean... Do you, do you, you don't get that at all. Right, you get it ever. I mean, I think that's the that's the fundamental question. Like, is if somebody is a... If somebody, if you, if you, if you consider somebody a fundamentally racist person, right... Is there anything that they could do, any steps that they could possibly take 
that would ever make them unracist? I don't know that this guy's fundamentally racist. I know that it was found that he did not have any animus by these the, by this independent investigator. I mean, when again, we didn't hear the context of how he's using the word. Mm. We know you want to, you know, the the idea that you repeat it over and over again. You know that that doesn't. You can't play naive if you're doing that. That's the point. But this idea that, you know, again, that you you just had this. We we do we know that for sure? No. But what we know is you've put yourself in a situation where all of your employees, blacks, women, all of that, in an uncomfortable situation when they're around you. Right. You're a leader. You're the face of it. You can own or be damned. That's you had to go. Makes all the. And again, in this case, you know. You find him as much as you could. The one-year suspension, he wasn't going to go anywhere. It's the you know the the minority owner saying, no, you need to sell. The players give them credit for stepping up. Mm-hmm. LeBron, Chris Paul, Draymond, all of them. Um, that's 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 where this lies because he folded under the pressure. Yeah. Um, if there had not been the pressure, he'd still be the owner. That, that's and that's a lesson I think in just pretty much any walk of life, right? I mean, when the money starts to talk, that's when moves are made. It's just the truth. Um, had PayPal not said something, had Draymond Green not said something, then they, then I think the suspension would have gone on, and that would have been the end of the story. And whether or not he would have used that year to, you know, rehabilitate or whatever you want to say, who who would have ever known? But w- when the threat of you know that 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 optic of NBA teams refusing to play, and the, we we didn't get there. But I wholeheartedly believe we would have, when that is hanging over the entire thing, then you best believe everybody close to Robert Sarver, NBA, whatever, they are begging him, sell it, take your billion-dollar profit, and let's move on from this because it's not going to get better. And it wouldn't have gotten better. People, you know, LeBron wouldn't have accepted it. I mean, there are people on that team. Chris Paul said something about it. You know, imagine how those guys feel, right? Mm -hmm. You can't really – can't go too crazy because he's the owner, right? But you feel a certain type of way. Of course you do. How can you not? So, yeah, I feel like this was the only uh, outcome that was ever going to really truly happen, especially after you saw that that blowback corporately and uh, am- amongst the, the league. This would never happen in the NFL. Players don't have that power in the NFL. I mean, there are a couple that could come out and would be above it, right? Like, if Tom Brady came out today and said Dan Snyder's got to go, that we cannot have a guy like that operating a franchise in the NFL, then they would probably do something. That would be a lot. Short of that, I just you know the owners are going to stick up for their for each other. You know that we've seen that time and time. I mean they they, they certainly unified on Colin Kaepernick, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They certainly came together as one on him. Um and 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 you know. We don't have to go into that again. We don't have to go into the Colin Kaepernick situation again, but that was one example of it, right? So the NBA is a different league. It's a different league. It's a different climate, different demographics, different levels of power with the players. There's a better balance, it feels like to me, in the NBA than there is in other professional sports leagues, right? Where in the NFL, you're just sort of a statistic in so many ways. 53-man rosters, you can get cut like no other. That's the other thing, right? It's like you can't just replace the sixth man on an NBA team, right? I mean, he's a valuable piece of that team, whereas your backup offensive lineman in the NFL, buddy, you're brought in to be replaced. So you're you're not 
you're not going to say anything. You're not going to do anything that would potentially jeopardize your employment status. But in the NBA, I think Draymond Green feels like, no, I have the ultimate power to say what I, how I feel about the situation, and the NBA is going to listen. So I think that's an example of that. Robert Sarva is, uh, is moving to sell both franchises, and I think it's the right move for uh, the NBA to facilitate that. Next story. I uh, had it in the opening segment. Aaron Judge hitting number 60. We're here right at the precipice of history, at least the American League record uh, set by Roger Maris of 61. Aaron Judge just needs two to break now. It is crazy that he's doing this in a contract year, 20 more home runs than anybody else in the league, uh, including uh, he's now, too, leading in the batting race He's leading in RBIs, so in terms of the triple crown, he's headed for that. I, I don't see any way he's not AL MVP. With all due respect to uh, 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 Show uh, Shotani, uh, Shohei Otani. Yep. This is uh, this is a guy who's got his team in first place, has carried them all season long, and is about to win the triple crown. So I don't see how he's not the AL MVP. And frankly, you know, it. You know, John's right. I think it would be a little bit more exciting if you had a race. If you had some other than him just trying to make history here, someone else with him. You know, the fact that he's 20 ahead does take a little bit away from it, uh, frankly, that you don't have a McGuire Sosa deal. Uh, and that's unfortunate for baseball. But I'm not going to take away from Aaron Judge and what he's accomplishing. Uh, I, I, I saw it at ESPN pointed out that when Babe Ruth hit his, uh, hit his 60th, uh, that he said something to the effect of, well, take that, and I like to see the son of a B that goes out there and breaks that record of 60 when he did this all year, all these years ago, and they compared that to what how gracious Aaron Judge was in hitting number 60 and how fortunate he said he felt just to be a part of this, to be have his name put up there with, with the greats, and just the difference there, yeah. just in terms of, again, who Babe Ruth was, the sort of arrogance that well, came with could, him like, you could, at I the mean, time. There is no arrogance whatsoever come, that comes with Aaron Judge. That's None. True. That's true. Zero. Even in this, even in this, I, I imagine, tense at times uh, contract situation with the Yankees where he's been asked, man, don't you owe it to these little eight-year-olds to come back and sign with the Yankees so they, they can be their lifeline? He's, he's taken the high road for the most part. Now, has he... You know, has he always said, yeah, a little eight-year-old, don't worry about it? No, but he has never gotten ugly with this thing or said the Yankees have, have blown it with it. He's been the epitome of class all through his career, as far as I can tell. And anyway, it couldn't be happening. He's a giant, and he's six foot seven. Uh, he's the, the biggest thing in baseball. But in terms of just the person he is, too, I don't think this could be happening to a, to a, to a better guy in, the, uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, hopefully for Major League Baseball, there's some way to get, get this thing better marketed, promoted to where – you know, for the few fans you're trying to draw in, man, they can, you know, you put, you put a face on this thing. You make it fun. Um, but, again, that's baseball's problem. I'm Aaron well, Judge. Congrats to you yeah, on I mean, 60. I, and, and I would just say, too, like, we were we, we spent the first half of this week talking about teams making fundamental mistakes by not paying their players, right, Titans specifically. I mean, I know you're the Yankees. I know that, you know, you feel like you can get anybody that you want. But who out there th- th- that you want, is better than Aaron Judge. I, I I just don't understand the Yankee arrogance here, right? Like prime example, Padres go out, they they do the deal for Juan Soto. This guy stinks. This guy stinks with the freaking Padres. He is horrible with them. That'd be all right. I mean, overall, over the course of a career, yes. But it's a it's a lesson. Sometimes to me. tough guys try like, to change teams. We spend a lot of time on that deal, right? Talking about oh, the Padres, they're gonna be they're going to the World Series, right? He's like, 
He's batting like, you know, 188, maybe worse with the for, for the Padres. You know, so it's like if you're the Yankees, I get it. You're arrogant. You feel like you can get anybody you want. La la la. How can you not pay this guy, man? I mean, yeah. Uh, I think the question for the Yankees, and I'm with you, and I've asked the same question, especially when you consider you're talking about a guy who's going to win the Triple Crown. But isn't it sort of what the Cardinals were facing with Pujols? Where are we going to give him a 10-year deal when he's 30 years old and potentially be paying him 40 to 45 million dollars a year when he's 38, 39, and the production has declined? I think that's why they've gone cheap here, mm-hmm. John. I realize that the obvious answer to you and me is absolutely well, you pay it, him. You go get him if for years. Can afford th- it, it's 31 through 35, and how many World Series can you win with him leading you in those years? Whatever it is that you go do it, but. That, that's where the hang-up's been is his age, frankly, and whether they were you know, willing to do this long-term deal that he's looking for, that you know he's looking for. You know there's some team that will do it. There was for there always is, and there was for Pujols. Um, that's going to be the question for the Yankees is, have they blown it enough at this point that they're willing to say, oh, yeah, heck, we'll sign you for 15 years. We'll take you when you're 41, 42 years old. That, you know, have, they, have they changed on that? That's what we're going to see because somebody's going to be willing to throw the money at them and the years. Yeah, I mean, I, but to me, like if anybody can afford it, it's them, right? If anybody can afford, okay, fine. He's, he's not great at the end of his career. But it's like Kobe wasn't great at the end of his career either, right? I mean, he, his, his production fell off, but you still gave him the contract, you know, because what are you going to do, not pay Kobe Bryant? What are you going to do, not keep him on your team? Feels a little bit like that to me, you know? I mean, Kobe Bryant was there for some really lean years with the Lakers, right? And maybe, maybe he contributed to that. Maybe his contract and everything, his you know decline, kind of falling off. Maybe that was a part of it, but the Lakers still recognized his importance because at some level, you know, I think as a community, as a city, you know, and I know New York's a melting pot, but isn't there an obligation of this guy is a, a very important member of our community? He has been for X amount of years. He's been amazing. He's led us to this, to that, the other. He's broken records. You know, isn't there isn't there some level of just uh, achievement that 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 should factor into a team's decision, some loyalty, right, on the behalf of the team. I'm just saying he's the centerpiece. They're five and a half games ahead of Toronto. They've won 89 games this year. Uh, slowed down obviously since the start of the season, but he's the reason they're in the position they are. And if you let that go, how far back do you fall? You let him walk out the door. You think Stanton and those guys are Rizzo and aging Rizzo are carrying the torch? How far do you set yourself back when you let this guy walk out the door? What you're paying for right now is relevance and and to be a contender. And he is literally the guy in the middle of it. When everything was stalling out this year for the Yankees, he was the one guy that was still hitting. So you let that walk out the door. How far back do you set your franchise? To the point, to your point, mm-hmm. I think you, you've put yourself in a where you have to because of how you know, how instrumental he is in everything you're doing, in your success right now, and clearly the next, you know, five to six years, maybe ten potentially. We'll see. Next story. So Harrington's got a piece up at uh, the Daily Memphian uh, about our one of our favorite topics on this show, one of our all-time favorites, the Mid-South Coliseum and Mud Island. And Mud Island, right? Old Faithful. Mm-hmm. And um, because there's there's some you know there's currently some you know some there's an advisory council there's some studies sort of uh, b- you know being done right on okay what are we going to do with the site what are we going to do with Mud Island um, there there is the you know the adventure park right that's going to uh, that there's going to be a, a council that presents its findings on that next month um, do you think that do you think 
and he's got a whole piece about it, talking about like what could we do, what could uh, you know, what are the solution? Do you think the uh, not having an answer, not knowing uncertainty? Do you think that's weighing us down as a community? Because we don't know what we're going to do with it. We don't have any answers for it. There are really no good answers for, uh, you know, certainly the Mid-South Coliseum. I mean, Mud Island, I don't know if we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater there, but, you know, times have changed. Is that holding us back? Is it weighing us down? Has it kept us from getting a top golf out in Kyber or anything else? I mean, again, has it kept you from going to does it keep you from sleeping at night? No, we're we're all moving on. Should something be done about these these things that are just sort of sitting there, like the Coliseum? Yeah, probably, but it's not slowing anything down. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, at some point we'll get to it. You know, you got Liberty Park coming <laughs> right. up now, to where yeah, there's going to be you know life life sort of reinstilled into that area of town and around uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Look at me right. getting it right. Um, you know, I, yeah, you'd like to, John, you'd like to have it gone tomorrow or you'd like to have a use for it. But in terms right. of if it's slowing down anything in Memphis, Tennessee, or your life or my life, no. Well, so at the, this point, the updated estimate on the renovating the Coliseum is $37 million, right? Yeah, what's sad about that is how much it costs just to, just to blow it up. $10 million or something like yeah. that, right? $10 million. Just to said. send the thing to the ground. Yeah. Um, That's but, what I said. You really can't. You're kind of in the rock, between a rock and a hard place. But, but the As issue. As a city, we ain't got money to be thrown around. The issue becomes, right? Well, you have the Liberty Bowl. Then you have FedEx Forum renovations, you know, and updates, which are desperately going to be needed, you know, which the, you know, and the Grizzlies are not going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be very careful publicly about how they approach that. But it's obvious to everybody that they're going to have to get that. They're going to have to update that place. So it's like, you know, you have all these projects that you have to do that are, that are, that are eyesores, quite honestly, like the Mud, Mud Island's completely not used. Mid-South Coliseum is not used, but we'll probably be talking about this stuff you know, whatever the findings are when they're presented next month, like in perpetuity. I mean, there's no end in sight for either of those two projects. I'm, I'm more optimistic about being able to do something with Mud Island. Like I, I got a softer spot with even as all the great games saw in the Coliseum, spent many time there. I mean, with my dad and his old job, got a chance to run around behind the scenes about they're very fortunate, you know, in terms of things I got to see at the Coliseum, but it's, it's old, it's decrepit. Yeah, it felt good at one time to be in there. The sound, the acoustics were great. People still talk about it to this day like we should, like we, like we got to bring it back. Mm-hmm. No, we've moved on. Mud Island down there, though, on the river, there's clearly some, some, something there. There's something in terms of an attraction. It used to be that. You know, getting it back to that still feels like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I, I feel like there's more life still to be had there. Whereas, John, I would be just as fine if you mowed down the Coliseum and made it part of the parking lot, mm-hmm. if it makes parking over there easier. I don't have to have something in it. I don't need a, a, a wrestling hall of fame. I don't even need Tigers games back in there necessarily, although I think it's huh, – I mean, I, I've brought up that idea before. I don't think it's too damn far-fetched, frankly. You know, ha- having to you know, give everything over to the Grizzlies because they're – it's their place. Yeah, is a tough spot for a school that's already answering to the yeah, city no, when it comes true. to I mean, their football stadium. Set that to the side. I'd be fine if it was part of the parking lot. Right. Give me a renewed Mud Island. Yep, where I think families can go down there. All that. I don't have to have events or worry about hey, what the forums doing. Everybody else. Give me a you know a revitalized Mud Island. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. No. I. I. But. But. You know. You. If you're. If you're the city. 
the, the choice is pretty easy, well, though. Well, you need somebody to come in and redo it. I, you don't have much in terms of the city right. there. Seems like with the Coliseum, you're asking the city either to blow the thing up or go do something else with it. With Mud Island, you're looking for an investor to come in and make it something else. Right. Right. Which yeah. uh, what 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 that is? Who knows? Right. Water is. park, I don't know, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it is the dirty Mississippi, you know what I'm saying, you don't yeah, want to get yeah. too mixed up, but but you've already got, you know, you got you got the makings of it already. There's something there. There's a skeleton there. Well, have you been to Mud Island? Yeah, I went to the, I went to a concert there once, many years ago, many, many years ago. I mean, I, we went down for the fireworks when Chris was a kid, yeah. like a few years ago, he's still a little baby, but there's still the, but dude, dude, the shooting off of the fireworks, all that. I mean, getting down to downtown Memphis, where there is again more life and everything else down there, makes more sense to me than than this. Oh, let's we've got to do something tomorrow about the that eyesore that is the Coliseum. Man, just mow that thing down. And and I realize that that's we need to you know set aside some money for that because even just blowing it up's what at ten million dollars. Yeah, but like uh, that, you ain't doing that tomorrow. But there's you know Harrington points out that there's going to be some findings. Did he have a use for the Coliseum though? Well, no, he, he, you know, he says the 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 thing with the Coliseum is best to just tear it down and start fresh, right? Like, I don't even like I said, I don't even think you need necessarily anything there, or make it part of Liberty Park, something that it doesn't currently have. His his sort of hang up was, uh, you know, what do you do with Mud Island, where it's like you can't really tear it down, right? Like, there's no, you know, what do you, what does that look like? That's kind of harder to do. It's easy to just say, all right, we're starting over with the Coliseum. We we may or may not do something with that space, but you know. It's gone, right? I mean, at this point, I have, you, you, if you haven't given up on use for that building, you're in, you're in delusion. And I know that there are a lot of people that that building is important to. I understand that. I respect that. A lot of history in that building. But there's no way. There's no way at this point. What, we move on from old buildings all the time. The pyramid. We had great feelings in there for some time. Zafty Penny Hardaway played that thing. We right. moved on from it. It's not like we still had yeah. that. You I mean, know what I'm saying? We had the Linux fight and, there. And people initially were like, oh, no way we're moving on to get a new place yeah. when we've already got the pyramid. We're not building FedEx for them. We're not doing it. And, and we moved on to that point. I just don't. Chris makes the point that in 2017 in this column that Wiseacre passed on their renovation of the Coliseum where they were going to rebuild that thing, they built their totally fresh facility, and he says they pretty much have no regrets because they got to start fresh with their own right. instead of a revamp deal. That's exactly right. I mean, it, it's it's pure nostalgia, which, of course, I there's some value there. I mean, if, you know, that's why we, you know, I get it. I get it. You You have, I have, you know, strong feelings about White Station High School. I love White Station High School, you know, whatever. But if they tore it down and built a new one, you know, I wouldn't be like, don't do it, don't, but, you know. Now nah, they probably wouldn't build a new Mid-South Coliseum. Man, man, make that thing an aquarium, put some rock walls on some, make that thing family-friendly down there in Mud Island. Why not have a, a, a rival to Chattanooga's aquarium or whatever? I'm saying, does this, we've talked about this. Does the zoo still have that little tiny, itty-bitty aquarium back in the back? Like, they don't have a huge one. Go, go make it an aquarium off the Mississippi River. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With a monorail ride and all that, man, an updated monorail ride. You do like a like a virtual reality ride. Man, put some virtual reality stuff up in there. Yeah. To have families go down. What are we talking about here? How can we not make use of of everything Mud Island has to offer? Then have some outdoor concerts still. Right. No, Which, yeah, you you just want a new coliseum. No, you I don't. It. I, you ain't on my Mud Island team. Well, no, I don't even want you anymore. Well, no, you can't do the coliseum for concerts, bro, because FedEx Forum gets all the ones that people would actually want to see. So it's it's a non-starter as far as I'm concerned. Again, and Mud Island's open air, which FedEx Forum does not control, correct? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Even more reason to invest more in Mud Island or, or again, look more harder for that investor as well. There's only so much the city can do. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to, you have to like, think about, okay, what, 
is what we're doing worth doing, right? Is it is it is it is it going to fundamentally change, you know, the 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 cheese here for these, or is it better to just leave them as they are? You know, that's the problem. You got to have not only do you have to have a vision, but you have to have funding and you have to have sign on, and and there's a lot of political hurdles there. So it's just it's just you know it's I I look forward to the day that it's not a conversation, you know, that we figured out okay. Here's what we're going to do. More so with the Coliseum than Mud Island, I would be, you know, because the Coliseum one has been a, has been a topic for a long, long time, and there's just been no action on that. You know, I, I recognize, you know, make it, a, make it a historical site, bro. You know, make it like here, here stood the Mid South Coliseum, right? One of the best, <laughs> you know, most emotional. Maybe I'm just getting less sentimental the older I get. But well, you I, are. I don't need that sign. I don't need anything. You are. I don't need that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there should be a designation there, right? At least you can give us a designation, bro. Give us one of those, like, plaques. To say what? The Tigers played here? Yeah, they say this was like a, you know, especially outside the Liberty Bowl. Once time of time, the Mips Tigers beat blah, blah, blah here. Uh, the Beatles played here. The Rolling Stones, whoever, you know. Here they lie. Boom. Right? I just think we got bigger issues, bro. We do. We certainly have bigger issues. But I'm saying if we're going to tackle it, if we're going to focus on it. Man, make it a parking lot. That's all you got to do. Yeah, but if you're going to make it a – that's pretty damn – Improve parking uh, over there. That's very callous For Liberty park. park and all of it. You can make it, it a so parking we, lot. We've can, got enough parking over there. But can we get at least just get a historical marker? I don't want to park in any marker? grass over there. I want to park in – I want a parking you lot. You want to make big it a parking, parking lot. lot and have no historical marker, no designation. You just put a big old X. John Martin said we had to have an X here. Here's where the Coliseum used, no, you to, do it right. used to be. You do it right. You have like the you oh, know, one of those green signs you yeah, want. Yes, yeah. I know they're all over town. Yeah, I want oh, that. We're gonna get you a sign so, so you calm down, sleep good at night. Twenty K? I mean, what's that cost? Can't cost that damn much. So give me okay, that. Okay, my argument, right. You're you're fine with just put the sign there. It can be flat ground. Yes. Go do something with Mud Island though, because that's, that's not going anywhere. Whichever one is easier, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not in those meetings. But whichever one is easier, I, don't, I know we're not going to be able to tackle both. I know we're not going to be able. But if you want to make that a parking lot, all I'm asking is that Jerry you would, Lawler fought here. Yeah, one. That's what you want USWA on there. USWA yep. or whatever it was. So you, you can go see it. What and stand there, show Riley, cry, and then drive off. <laughs> Gonna cry at it, bro. I, I I don't think I ever even went in there. Maybe for the circus once. You never went to the Coliseum. No, I think I went to. The, is that where the circus was? You never went to Coliseum. You sitting here crying about what we need to for, for about other the people. nostalgia of for, it. because I'm an empath. You're representing them. I'm You're representing empath, the other yes. people that feel so strongly about it. Well, yeah, because there and are. And you've never been in there. No, I, unless the circus was there. Was the circus there? Sure. And then I went for the circus. I don't I'm, I'm sure that at some point the circus was in there. Yeah, the yeah, elephant you walked through that big gate. Well, you in the gotta back. think, bro. When's the last time that that was actually in use? Right, the early 2000s, 2003 or something at the latest. I was 12. It was never something that was like, oh, we're going to the Mid-South Coliseum today, you know? I wasn't going to uh, – by then I think the pyramid probably had, had uh, been constructed and most of the games were there. So if I did go to anything, it was going to be at the pyramid. So the Mid-South Coliseum had, had been rendered obsolete by the time I could even really remember anything. And you don't have any Mud Island memories either? I went to a, a Carnival of Madness concert there, Shine Down, Skillet. Okay, uh, so some a few, a few more than you had at the Coliseum, certainly. That was the, you saw some concerts. I right? didn't go. I didn't go until 2013. I, I had just started here on radio, and we were like doing something with that. I think 
um, or we had tickets to it at least. And I went down there, and it's the only. And I thought, man, I didn't even know we had this. I didn't even know we had this in Memphis. You know, it was kind of it. Was, it wasn't bad. It was. Aren't y'all in the rock climb? You white folks. Oh yeah. Uh, no, no. You white white folks no, I, are I, not. I, but white folks, isn't it a thing though? I think it is. They built that new facility over there by Christian Brothers. For I see. I can see. I can it. see it from. Uh, what yeah. is that? Humphreys over there. I yeah. can see it from the Walnut Grove. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's that. Have you been store. over there? I have not been. It. They have a, a. Jake tells me there's a workout facility in there too. So the the young people, the high schoolers, are all in there. So Jake doesn't like to climb. Oh yeah, he climbs. See? I don't. See. Oh yeah, it's all. It's, My wife and it's, I don't. It's all the rage, isn't it? Oh yeah, look. So it, why not have a rock climbing park? Yeah. Down there at Mud Island, white people love it. I think you could <laughs> you could even sort of brand it like that. <laughs> rock climbing. Remember, white people love it. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, yeah. Chris's main point, I think, is, and you guys hit on this, is one of them you can't tear down. Uh, one of them you can easily and and reconstruct. The other one's right there on the riverfront. You know, I mean, I I used to love the concerts at the Mud Island Land Amphitheater. Years. Great yeah. view. Now it get oh, hot yeah. as hell in it the will. summer. It will. But like, if that thing's done right, the the thing is is good. Man, I remember being on that monorail packed. Yeah. Well, and thinking, man, if this thing dropped down in that dirty water, we are dead. <laughs> well, yeah. But there, it was a water com- or not. It was an it was a compelling ride, yeah. you know, an intriguing yeah. ride, you know. You right, didn't know. You just didn't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like a it was a gamble. There's something there, bro. Yeah. That's all I'm telling you. But yeah, good I, I, times can still be had in mm-hmm. Mud Island. Not no more at the Coliseum. Yeah. No I, more good times. No. I think generally, if you just wanted to like bet on, hey, white people are going to do this rock climbing, <laughs> you're going to end up successful. Right, in that regard. Tell me I ain't on something with rock climbing. Maybe we'll do a little skiing down there in that little skinny strip of brown water. Yeah. You could do a little some skiing <laughs> classes for white folks. You could do like Come a, down there all the time. Bungee, you know. Bungee jumping. Bungee. Yeah. You just hit it. There you yeah. go. Nothing more white people than that. Nothing. That Come back very, downtown. That is a very white activity. It's definitely a private public partnership it ain't another city endeavor wow, that's you the could bungee jump off the monorail thing yeah. down into you like you're going into the brown water, water. the yes. water yes yeah, your head almost hits it i mean that would bring out midtown for sure dude i, I really think we've done some good work here yeah. in terms of yeah. what you what could put down let's find some investors yeah this is uh this is definitely very much this is free right consult free consult here just doing our community service rock climbing here. bungee right Maybe a little miniature golf? Well, I mean, we have to make it accessible for all. I mean, we don't want to go all in, do we? I mean. A little laser tag down there. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. A, a rest, nice restaurant. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, they well, have Like that a Jillian's, one. right? Yeah, bring back yeah. Jillian's. Hell yeah. See, now I got you on board. Now that right there, Jillian's. Uh, that was that was a Peabody place. Those were good times yeah, used for a little while. Place. It was Isaac so fun. Hayes, I tell you, every time I get a chance to talk about it, I love that place. Loved Isaac Hayes. The only thing I remember really about Peabody Place, though, is at some point they told you that you had you couldn't wear like sports jerseys, right? Well, we had what? some we had yeah. some issues where they had to start like limiting or yeah. putting rules on what people were wearing. It yeah. was in terms of. Well, you know, the crowd you were trying to draw down there. That There's, was, like, a very strict dress code. Like, you couldn't wear your hat backwards. You couldn't, like, uh, wear a sports jersey or geez. something. Like, yeah, They were was, having problems with the crowds, with, the, with yeah. you know, the element of folks that were coming down there. So they tried to put down all the rules. That usually doesn't keep anything out. Stacy and one of our favorite dates, our, one of our first dates was that glow-in-the-dark putt-putt place at Peabody Place. Remember they had a glow I forgot in, about that part. Yeah, there was a glow-in-the-dark one. Channel 3 used to do the Live at 9 thing in the courtyard there. You had a, uh, an Irish pub. It was fun. Had a freaking movie theater in there. Yeah. yeah that we, was nice. We used to really have it popping in Memphis, didn't we? 
Now it's Service Master, although they, I think it's something else now. Service no, Master. I, I think they out. moved too. I mean, they bugged their ass out. Too. Can we keep? Can we keep anybody? Mm. Who we got still, man? Peabody. We got we got tops. Bass Pro. You're right. We got tops. seventy years and man, still man, smoking. They're not leaving us. You can do Bass Pro Island. I I'm convinced Bass Pro could do that island and take care of it. Look, we've given you enough Bass Pro, Brad. I can't give you any more property. All Look right? at that pyramid. It's, it's still there, rising from the the ashes. I just I just don't. I cannot. I cannot give up any more land to Bass Pro. It would be awesome. They Have got the money. Yeah, they're, if they're going to put foot to note, give it to them. Yeah. We'll ski Brad from Mud Island up to the pyramid. We'll ski him right up, up and down that part of the dirty river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're coming up. You know, a lot of people just talk about problems, right? We come up with oh, solutions. solutions. That's right. Here on yeah. the Jason and John Show. 100%. So we'll pass it up. It'll be, a, 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 you know, essentially a retreat, a retreat for white people. Uh, but we won't call it that, right? Well, we want that white dollar, right? So. That's the that's the balance that we're trying. Well, to... Well, what what if we were making it like for black folks, like trying to focus on? Well, on we, that we can't. It has to be crossover, and that's <laughs> and that's my point. Is that is long, we if we got the white dollar, it wouldn't be all right. Everybody else comes, but if if white people say no, I don't feel safe or whatever it is about going downtown. It's done. You can't just have uh. black people supporting that thing. It's not going to stay there. So we got to have both. And okay. that's why I say Multi- make sure you got some things you for know whites what, you, you know what so a, they won't uh, come down. You know what an absolutely who nailed it with this in terms of the, you know, the melting pot, diversity, both, everybody's supporting it. You need it all what to succeed, it? What, brother. My, Crosstown. Man, they nailed yeah, it. Yeah, it is nice. They really did. And it's, it's not easy to do. Yeah. You're right. They've done it, it feels like. Yeah. I what, mean, a, what about Coastal and Shelby Farms? It's it's is that crossover? Well, that's just that, I'm speaking more of like a, a a concept, right? Like more of a con, like than all that the, building and the what it encompasses. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like not as specifically restaurants, because yeah, I mean, it, if the food is good, people it doesn't matter. People will come. Yeah. But in terms of experiences, right? Like I went to you know I went to all the shopping centers, all the yeah. yeah, like and that's a big part of that's like the that's the yeah. it's a true melting pot midtown right there. It, it is, is. And, and, and so they've done it right. Yeah, They've done it's it cool right place. Over. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of like what you're aiming to do, right? You're trying to that's aim. exactly. I want. I want it all. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. When I joke about, you know, right. have it because I want both. Yes. I want it all. I don't want white people saying, "Well, I'm not going downtown." That's right. a, you know, I'm scared. There's nothing to do, or I'm scared down there. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you got to make it family friendly for everybody. Yeah. You get that white dollar in there. That thing might succeed, bro. Yeah. We're gonna get that John Martin Southwind dollar. That's real. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, that's, you know, that's how we. That's how it can stay long last. You know the problem with Jillians? White folks wouldn't go at the well, end. Well, yeah, I, I think know, they put all those rules yeah. on black folks and everything. Who's coming down there? Folks start stop feeling safe. Yep. And it ended. Yep. You got to keep it safe. Uh, I think what I, I think you're keeping it really real right now. I think a lot of people are going to be mad about that. I don't of, care. But but what, I, I don't know about what what are we talking about here? But I do think I who's think, mad? This I, is these are facts. Well, you know, you know how people are. But I, I I do I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, right? Like you have to appeal to everybody in Memphis. One hundred percent. And it's, I mean, it's a to, predominantly black town. We're right. talking about the city of Memphis when we're talking yep. about Coliseum and Mud Island. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to need these white folks coming from the suburbs to do something to have it again be long lasting. Yeah. That that's the point. Ain't nobody saying. You you know you you have to have one or the other. Right. What I'm saying yeah. is you can be long lasting in Memphis if you've got both. If you've got the crossover, and I think your point about Crosstown is like the perfect example of it. Yeah. Is how it can work. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's not easy, and there's you know, but you got, you can't be afraid to try either, right? Because you're right now you're not doing anything. Right now it's just rotting. It's just rotting architecture. Right. Uh, so I think it's 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 best to try something. In the meantime, I'm going to look up old pictures of Jillian's. Uh, during the break here and just sort of relive that. You do that. 
while we're on the subject of nostalgia, uh, Barrett Jones is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about the SEC. Thoughts on the games this weekend, Tennessee. What kind of chance uh, is he giving Florida against Tennessee? Mm-hmm. All that and more. Stick around. Jason and John. Are- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Return of FM, ESPN. Make it fun! Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tell me, Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency, they want to help you. They want to help you sell your home. And trust me, this is the time where you need a good team the most. So if you are in the process of moving, thinking about it, is it a good time? Can you make the most money? That's where the Live Love Memphis team comes in. You can. They know how to do it. They've seen it all. Market in the highs and the lows, everything in between. They can walk you and talk you through the entire process. All you have to do is reach out. Sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com. Jennifer Carson's in the best of what she does. She's built the best team in town. Give them a call and see for yourself what she can do for you. In Dwight's case, listed his home and sold for more than he even thought imaginable. 30000 more, Live Love did. In Dennis's case, it was 20000 more than what other agents were telling them, telling Dennis they could get for his home. So, again, why would you not make the call, 901-625-5200, to the best team in town? That's the Live Love team. Jennifer helped me out four years ago. I've told you how simple she made it for me. I was a guy who needed. I liked the leadership. I appreciated the expertise. Uh, You probably will, too, especially when she's telling you how much she's getting for that home. Might shock you. Again, call her up, 901-625-5200, or you can email her at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that's sold at livelovememphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Uh, So, big NFL weekend ahead. 
uh, as the Cincinnati Bengals, for example, try to get off of the schneid at 0-2, one of the bigger disappointments, I think, in the NFL, have to be, right? They've lost to two bad teams. They lost to the Steelers. <laughs> and the Dakless Cowboys. They lost to the freaking Steelers at home, and they lost to the Dakless Dallas Cowboys uh, 20 to 7. It's 13 sacks uh, given up by Cincinnati through two games. Yeah. See, 12 or 13. Joe Burrow was outplayed by Cooper Rush. I mean, that happened. And that's why, that's why I said coming into the season, I was just not in on, on Cincinnati. Like, until they get that offensive line figured out. Well, they spend a ton of money, but they're not playing well together. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, it's not going to be good. It's not that they had a flash in the. Flash in the pan, lightning in a bottle they caught this past season. But, you know, until they get it right, it's going to be, you know, I think more of this. Now, for the Dallas Cowboys, getting that win, I wonder how much it sort of changes, you know, the outlook on them in a way. Because I think we all just kind of assumed with Cooper Rush, their quarterback, they weren't going to win another game, right? Nah, they probably won't win many more than one. But if they- I don't know, man. Just let them just run that ball. They they are not good at pass blocking, great at run blocking. Mm-hmm. That's in terms of the grades already through two two games this season. Dallas right up there in terms of run. So what's that tell you? Well, give the ball to Ezekiel. Give the ball to Tony Pollard. You know, don't ask too much of Cooper Rush. Instead of saying Dak, go out there and throw for three hundred. Go make CD a number one. Go be, go have a prolific offense. Dumb it down a little bit. Simplify things. Yeah. And and it worked last week. And you let that defense work. I think that was the other part you saw too. Was you know. Micah is for real, dude. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons for real. And you let that dog eat. And defensively, my point, you're going to be in games. You would think there's not going to be too many where you're just getting blown out. That was the case for uh, Tampa Bay. They just could not score. And so now the simplification of the offense seems to have come at the right time. And you just want to – look, Jerry Jones said yesterday, you know, that he ex- expects Dak to play as soon as week four. I don't know. He said he could play as soon as week four. Why rush things? Right. That would be my point now based on – if you're talking about what you saw, John, this weekend, it would tell me, well, maybe I can – let's make sure our $40 million man is fully healed because that's the bigger investment, obviously, and for the future and everything else. And, and and let's see what Cooper Rush can do here because maybe we can win some games, and more importantly, we can make sure our guy is healed and we're not rushing him back, getting him hurt early. Remember, Russell Wilson said he came back too soon last yep. year with a similar industry, uh, injury, only missed three weeks. Well, the key is just getting him back by week six, right? Because you have the Giants this weekend on Monday night, which uh, I know the Giants are 2-0, and but you could win that game, but not shock me in the slightest. Then you have the Commanders at home October the 2nd. Oh, these are winnable. You play the Rams on the road. That doesn't matter, though, because it's not a divisional game. And then week six is October 16th on the road at Philly. That's the one you would really need to have mm-hmm. Dak back by. Um and then you have the Lions, and then you have the Bears, and then you could potentially make a bit of a run here if, if he's healthy and if the team looks good, right? I'm not, I'm not endorsing that, right? Uh, I think that win was more about the Bengals than it was the Cowboys. But the way the schedule sets up, you can do it, right? You can make, especially if you win in Philly, which won't be easy, but, but if you do, if you find a way to do that, you can make them sweat. It can, you can make it a race in that division. There's no doubt about it, but you got to have Dak back for that. And I wouldn't. I'm bring, with you on that. I wouldn't bring him back week four. You shouldn't need him against the Commanders at home. You know, you should be able to beat Car. I mean, the, you, you just should be able to beat Carson Wentz at home with what you have in, on defense and your run game, right? Just, and then you make plays when necessary. But I think you can find ways uh, around that. So anyway, I thought that was uh, thought that was interesting. Good weekend. You you, you you talk about disappointments. You're only going to bring up Cincinnati and how yeah. you got to get off the schneid. How about yeah. the 
the two teams up in Nashville. We're just not going to speak of that today. You're in a different kind of mood. You're not going to talk about the loser bowl and two and two de- two desperate team, two disappointments there. Jason, I think it's been. I, I think I've made my position on this game as clear are as you, I can. Are you want to straighten up, get serious now? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything else for me to say on it. Okay, just making sure you talk about you, you talked about the disappointing Cincinnati Bengals. Just make sure that you're in that company, you know, it, and that it's stated. It's taken a lot for me not to put in a a. I'm one and one. A massive. You sitting there zero and two. Massive My team bet. terrible. Massive bet. It's, it's taken a lot. Taken a lot. The Las Vegas Raiders. But I don't want to invest. I don't want to invest financially. As I'm already invested so much emotionally, right? So I mean, this is seriously like I'm not. Oh, you don't want to talk about it anymore because if you do, you might get swayed to put to invest more in the yeah, like in your hope that they will win. I've never felt better That's about a Raiders win than I do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 